0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author. Helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And you can probably hear I'm in the mobile studio again today. Have to run out and do a quick chore. And I wanted to, I just jumped off an interview with someone They asked me a really good question actually, which I thought uh, would be worthy of adding some value here to the audience. And um, she asked me about my transition from my previous career as a chartered accountant into what I do now in uh, working as what many people saw when I first started in the industry as a personal trainer. uh, Which I don't like that term, I don't use that of myself now. Uh, because I do so much more than that. And, you know, people, are, it's like, um, you know, a personal trainer, people are perceive a certain image, right? The way that they look, the way they talk, what you go to them for, etc., etc. Uh, but I'm helping people develop their mindset, is probably the the greatest thing that I bring and provide a lot of guidance in terms of how do they do the physical transformation and the health transformation. But uh, what I really love is uh, working with the mindset because if we change that, we change everything. And so that's really powerful. And now I'm also helping businesses uh, do what I do, uh, building six-figure incomes, working from home, uh, you know, training people and coaching people. But also, I believe that my experience in the industry shows that we need to do better. We need to do better than we are at the moment. Uh, we are, uh, you know, letting the industry down, and I think, uh, you know, we can we can just deliver a different level of professionalism when it comes to uh, helping people achieve the change that they want to achieve for themselves. But um, and this, uh, the interviewer was asking me about you know, my transition into the industry and what it, what it was like and you know, how it felt and how I achieved it and so I think it's worthy of spending a few minutes just to, to tell you about it so for those of you that don't know me I used to be a chartered accountant and people see my transition into this industry as a, a major, major shift in some ways, I see that, but in other ways, it's not really a, as massive shift as people may perceive. And I guess where it all starts, when you think about the career that you go into, for me, it started as a child. Like, I was 14 years old, and I'm in year 10 here, grade 10, whatever you want to call it, depending on the country you live in. And year 11 and year 12 are the years here in Australia that shape you to then go on into uni if that's what you choose to do. And obviously, if you're gonna do that, you have to start making decisions about, well, or what career are you gonna go into? Now, I was not a good student. I, I think in this day and age, I would've learned differently and I would've been a better student, but I was brought up in an era where there was no internet, believe it or not. We didn't have computers in the school, apart from our calculators until I think I was in year nine or even year 10 and it was a Commodore 64. And that was the, the first experience we had with computers. And you had to uh, write some basic code to have this little triangle uh, draw a square on, on the screen. And I just didn't get it. Like that wasn't, that wasn't for me, I'm not a programmer. I didn't enjoy that. And I didn't enjoy the teaching styles of the way that others taught. So I was probably in that bottom 20% of the class that just fell through the cracks, or bottom 10%, if you like. So that you've got your top 10%, your bottom 10%, and they aim to capture the 80% in the middle there. And so I didn't gel. You know, I didn't have many friends, I was bullied. Uh, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. There were two subjects that I was better at, because I was just bad at the other things, and well actually that 's not true geography I liked, but i couldn 't see how I could turn that into any sort of career or any sort of university uh, degree or anything so i didn 't do that and uh, it was maths i was I was good at numbers, I liked working with numbers i didn 't know why, but I sucked at everything else, and that 's what I was good at and then in the last like term of year 10, we did a business subject where we got to invest in the stock market, like just pretend, invest in the stock market and learn about business and so forth. And because of those two things, I then went on thinking that well in year 11 and year 12, I want to pick more of those subjects that are more business focused and maybe head into accounting. And that's what I ended up doing, I got to year 12, knowing that, okay, I'm going to go on to do a Bachelor of Business in Accounting. I see that that is where my career is mapped out. Why? Because I sucked at everything else. I didn't like anything else. And you tend to like what you're good at, right? So if you're not good at something, you don't like it. And so that's what I did. So then I went into uh, my uni degree, got to year three of the uni degree, Uh, the big chartered accounting firms from Melbourne. I lived in country Victoria more central Victoria it was one of the I live in Bendigo so not country country but uh, not metro either and I got a job with Coopers and Lybrand from their graduate program so I thought okay this makes logical sense for me I moved from the country to Melbourne I thought what I'm going to do is get ex, get qualified get experience, and then through that process work out am I going to be really good at this come back to Bendigo where I was from to either set up a firm. Um, My positioning at that point was, I didn't see myself as a business person, so to uh, just come and back and work for a chartered accounting firm back in Bendigo, uh, because I liked uh, uh, Bendigo, and that's where I spent most of my life, and uh, that was just where I was mapped out. And as I was going through becoming a chartered accountant about four years in, I'm like, hmm, I don't want to be a chartered accountant. I'm going to finish it because I've committed it to it and it's so much harder than a uni degree. Um, and so I said, no, I'm going to do it. That was the drive in me. So I did it and then realised that, yeah, I, I just don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to be like this for the rest of my life. I didn't like the culture of the firms. I didn't like the, I guess, the value system, the moral compass of, uh, the partners, the senior managers, the other staff and stuff. I just didn't fit in at all. So after four and a half years, I, I left and went into private industry. Worked for a, 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 like the biggest telecommunications company here in the country, Telstra. And I worked in an accounting role there, statutory accounting. Now, if you thought accounting was boring, go into statutory accounting. And the the that I lasted for about 2 years and realized that I was overpaid and under-resourced or underutilized is probably a better way of saying it. So I I stopped that and I then went went to work for uh, RACV, which is a very diversified organization. I thought there's a lot of opportunity here. And every 3 to 4 years I was going from, you know, different department to different department looking for that when am I going to find that thing that I'm so passionate about and so fall in love with doing? And it just never came. I ended up getting uh, you know, into some really great roles. I was the business operations manager for a, a home security business uh, for a number of years. I enjoyed the different challenges there. Really stretched me in many different ways, uh, personally and professionally. Um, I grew a lot in uh, various roles as well, professionally and personally. And ironically, the last role I was in was my favorite role, working with the best people, best team. I have my own, own little team. I reported directly to the general manager. I've been offered a general managership um, you know, in the organization. And I was like, hmm. It went general manager, executive general manager, which I think there was at the time there was only six, and then it was managing director. I was like, I don't I'll CEO, if you like. I didn't see myself in any of those roles. Uh, And there was probably some self-doubt. I thought, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be great at those roles. I'm certainly not passionate about them, so obviously not the place for me to be spending too much time. So this whole time, we go, go forward 17 years. I'm looking for a new challenge every three to four years. Why? Because in my DNA, it's a constant continuous improvement. And, you know, the last team that I was in was a bit called a Business Improvement Team. And I headed that up. Really exciting initiatives that we put in place. But I was always looking for that, that hunger I had to always looking for that next thing. What is going to stimulate me for the rest of my working life? You know, what is that next thing that I can do? How can I better utilise my skills? And I figured that I'd made so many sideways moves and you can only make so many sideways in moves in an organisation before you've either got to step up or step out. And I didn't want to step up and I didn't want to step out into another organisation because I liked the culture of the organisation and the way that it was growing and building. I didn't want to go do something else in another industry or, you know, working for someone else. And I remember the, the moment that This happened, and I've been training my own body since 1988, so up to that point, uh, what it's been 30 coming up to 34 years now, so I'm going to say it was probably 17 18 years, maybe 17 years that I'd been training up to that point, and you know, really passionate about my training, nutrition, etc. And I thought. I was sitting in my own studio at home. It was on a weekend. I was training. I was doing some bench press, and I was just sitting on the edge of the bench, resting between sets. And I remember looking up at the light, the fluorescent light in the room, and I was asking myself these questions about what am I going to do? You know, what's I was at that stage again where I'm like, man, I can feel that there's some going to be some change in my, uh, you know, the team that I was in at the moment. And I didn't want to go through another change. And I was saying, oh, what am I going to do? You know, what's this thing? I keep asking myself this question. And then I looked up at the light. And I said, why don't I do this? And in that moment, everything changed. And then I explored it. And I was like, well, how could I do this? How could I turn this into replace my six-figure income? How could I do that? And I got thinking about it and I thought, I bring something completely different to any other personal trainer in the industry because nobody has walked my path. There's no chartered accountants out there that are you know, now personal trainers. I had already been thinking about uh, you know, how I can utilize my skills that I have right now to bring into business, how I could make it more successful, do it differently to anyone else. And, I, and in that moment, I made the commitment to make the change. And I was married at the time and I spoke about it with and my wife and said, look, I want to do this, what do you think? And you know, to her credit, she's always incredibly supportive of what I do. And even now we get on famously and she's still supportive of what I do. And I thought, okay, what's, how do I do this? And I mapped it out and I thought, right, I don't want to go back and do a sports science degree. I don't want to tie up three years of time here. I want to keep working. I want to get qualified and then switch over. And at the time, my plan was, it was like a, a three to five year plan uh, to do it. And after I got qualified, I, that happened in, uh, in calendar time. I think it was about 12 months uh, that that took. I then thought, right, now I need to get the sales training and uh, the marketing training and all that. I said, I'm a chartered accountant. I don't know how to do this other stuff. So I found, connected with the right organisation that helped me do that, set myself up, and mastered how to do those things, and I said, right, I'm ready. And it was two years later that I remember saying to uh, my wife at the time, I said, I need to do this now. I said, I can't wait. So i to do it now. I'm ready. She said, okay, let's do it. And we'd had uh, kids, and she wanted to return to full-time work. I thought, I can return, uh, sorry, I can do this part-time, build a business from home. We lived on an acreage. I had a purpose-built studio there, which at the time it was built. It was just for me uh, personally. There was something in the back of my mind at the time when I had it built that "Mm, maybe one day I could do this in my retirement uh, with people. And I just fast-tracked it all. And I think it was the 28th of September 2009 was my last day working in my old role. The very next day, I stepped into a conference which helped me set my business up to be successful as it is now. Like websites, software, databases, sales training, you know, all of that. It was like... You know how some things just fall into place at the right time. and So it was brilliant. Loved it. So um, the transition itself was quite an easy one once I'd committed to the the decision. And my biggest fear, how do I replace my income? How do I create a six-figure income? Now, I was fortunate that my... My wife at the time, she was still working. She was working, uh, I think she went back to work four days a week. I was making some income, but uh, for the first six months, it was a loss because of all the investment. So we went backwards by quite a lot because not only was my uh, executive income not coming in, we were spending, and then it became profitable. So that was my biggest worry, that how do I... Replace that income, but I started with one client, one client, and one testimonial, and then I grew it from there. How do I get more testimonials? How do I set up my group training? How do I get other people to get involved here and run these things so that I can have the lifestyle that I also wanted? Because my thinking was, I I didn't want to work the corporate, you know, life kind of thing. Now the irony is now that I work harder and longer than I've ever worked before but I love it because it's an entrepreneurship you're building something for you not something for someone else like a big organisation so I really love that that part of it so the, the transition itself was obviously life changing and I don't know how many years I sat on the other side of the fence thinking, oh, I wonder what if, what if. It's probably a couple of years if I'm I'm completely honest um, with myself that I thought, oh, well, no, I won't do it because, you know, the sacrifice. And you you don't talk about these things necessarily. I was just running around in my head, oh, I can't do that because six-figure income, not going to be able to, you know, run a six-figure income doing this business. Uh, I'd never known anyone else to run a successful business like this. I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, that negative voice that you have telling you what you can't do. But then I had that belief in knowing who I was and knowing that, oh, what are you talking about? You can do this. And I'll never forget my last day when so many people around me said that, you know, well, well you can always come back when it doesn't work. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks you for your support. And uh, my boss, who I admire so much and still to this day, probably the uh, one of the smartest individuals that I've ever met in my life, he said to me, Rob, I'm so envious of you. He said, I wish I was doing what you're doing. He said, I've never met anyone to follow their passion that has failed. He said, you will make a success of this. And I thought, wow, this is why you are such a great leader, because you see the growth in people, the opportunity in people. And I'll never forget that. And that's been my mindset. You know, I. how can you fail when you love so much what it is that you do? And the answer is you can't. You can't fail. Because you find a way. No matter what it is that you're doing, you find a way through. You just do it. And so I think it's a... It's such an exciting and scary time, but having been on the other side of, you know, being on both sides of the fence, I know just how powerful it is to make that transition to a new career. And what I mentioned at the start about how it's maybe not as big a transition as you may think, I say that because in my roles, I was always working with, A mindset of how do I improve this and then when I was in internal audit and external audit one of the key things that we would do was look at how do we improve this process and document it and then coach people to change and so what am I doing now I'm coaching people to change the conversation is just different we talk about different things rather than boring old Crap with the numbers and stuff—that's important, but you know, didn't excite me. I now do it in a much more empowering way that absolutely gets me excited. So, that's a huge difference for me—huge difference. But you can see that it's not a huge shift from one thing to the other. It's a shift, but it's not as huge a shift as perhaps you may think. And so. You know, I'm very, I consider myself very fortunate to uh, be able to do what I do now, to love it. I'm so grateful for my mind to stay hungry and keep searching and never give up. And I would just say this to you, depending on where it is that you are on your career journey, your entrepreneurial uh, journey, just don't give up. You know, never stop. Keep searching. Just because you haven't found it today doesn't mean that you won't find it. I mean, I was 40 when I found mine and yet I go back to that 14-year-old child that's trying to find a career for the rest of their life. We live in a world now that you're going to have multiple career changes and that's okay. Back when I was being brought up, it was kind of like you find an industry, you find an occupation and you stick with it forever. And I've got clients that have done that. And uh, you know, my age are a little bit younger, and they will stay in the profession that they're in. They don't like it, but they just stay there because they're in that comfort zone. And I think this is a, a true testament to your ability to adapt and change. When you can see that, yeah, I'm willing to take a risk. I'm willing to back myself, and that's what I was prepared to do. I said, I don't want to wonder what if. I don't want to die, be you know, in the box, going into the ground, and thinking, gee. I wonder what if my life had of looked like if I'd made that decision back in 2007 to change my career and then get the training and then have the courage to step out of that six-figure comfort zone and create my own destiny, because I'd never done that before. It's stepping into the unknown, but backing myself and knowing who I was and looking at my past history and saying, but you've been so successful in these other areas. Keep building your mindset, you know? Keep creating that hunger that you have. Don't ever give up. And you'll never fail. And that's what I am so grateful for, my mindset. Um, I think it largely comes from my mum, who's no longer with us. And I think this is, again, another element of just being gracious for what it is that you have in your life. I mean, I didn't ask for my body... I didn't ask for my mindset. I wish I was taller. You know, that, that plagued me for a lot of my um, childhood and young adulthood. I wish I was bigger. I wish I was you know, like other people. I wish I was more attractive to the opposite sex. I wish I was smarter, all that kind of stuff. But that wasn't my journey. Okay, they're, they're kind of destinations. My journey is to understand that you need to create your own greatness. You know, And you're only going to do that through hard work and focus and a lot of pain along the way. And guess what? It's going to evolve a career change for you. And I now know that I'm doing the right things. And that's all come from blood, sweat and tears. Maybe not so much blood, but a lot of sweat and tears and anguish and hours and hours of lack of sleep. And it never stops. Last night. I was lying in bed, I woke up an hour after, I'd fallen asleep, thinking about all the things that I need to improve about myself. And get up this morning, capture those points and start making some changes immediately. We all have this greatness within ourselves. Sometimes you just have to have that leap of faith and say, you know what, I back myself to do whatever it is that I wanna do. Be passionate about it, be focused, Live a healthy, strong, passionate life. If you want to connect with me, go to thementaltoughnessandbodyshow dot com. Let's connect. You can have a free consultation through there. And stay safe. See you tomorrow.